Hi, everybody. Um, I'm the Yellow Bell. And I'm Peachy Keen. And you're listening to Oh Hunty. So today's episode, we have a very special guest, someone who is, I would consider a drag icon in the Winnipeg scene. Absolutely. Um, We have Zamara D with us today. Hi, everyone. Thank you for having me. Of course. So we'd like to give Zamara a little bit of time to just talk about themselves. So Zamara, take the floor. All right. Uh, Well, I'm Zamara D. I am... Um, from the house of Demonique, and for some of the people in Winnipeg, they well, should know the name Demonique. Um, but yeah, I don't know really what to say much about myself, other than my drag is all about um, taking homage to the beautiful females out there and the big girls. I love the curves. Um, I always call myself I'm the kitty with the booty, but uh, my drag is all about advocacy and uh, using my voice and my platform to do the better and try to get some change out there in this world. I know most people are all about the money when it comes to gigs and that's the kind of the first thing for me. um, My drag is, uh, I don't, yeah, it costs money to go out and look good and whatnot, but at the same time, the amount of people that come up to you and say you look great and just be able to spread that joy because drag is so mainstream at this point and Sometimes local queens are more fun to see because they're more personable than the big queens that come that you can only say hi to for five minutes or less. I absolutely agree. Like, the, uh, yeah, absolutely. I do drag just because, like, it's, like, a form of, like, self-expression. Like, I get to, like, touch more on, like, my more feminine side. And, like... Yeah. Money's great, but I don't... Like, I don't do it for, like, the money... Like, all the stuff I buy is with my own pay. Like, I do it because I enjoy it. Um, I agree 100%. So it's, you have to enjoy drag to do it. And um, it's nice once you do get some money to start doing some gigs. But for me, that ain't a priority in mine. I've been doing drag for a long time. I started out in actually in 2008. Um, I was under a different drag name. I was known as Detox Demonique. Um, and... Uh, over the years, I, I kind of went into hiding and just uh, I was trying to figure out myself and get my life out and straight. And then about a year ago, um, just around coronation um, for our empress here in Manitoba, we uh, I kind of went out and got to see my drag mom perform for the first time in, oh gosh, it's probably been five plus years. I haven't seen them in drag in 10 plus years. Um, and then I always say, and I make the joke, is I got the drag bug. Someone bit me, <laughs> and ever since then I kind of bit back, and now just refining my drag, and now spreading my drag to other people. So I've actually started a drag family, so I already have a drag daughter named Booty. I also have another drag baby that is going to be coming out on the 22nd to my show. Uh, her name is Penny Goldabar, um, someone that is brand new. I painted her for the first time she went out, and... Um, you can tell that she has the same energy and same love for drag that we all do. I love that. That's so exciting. I always say uh, I'm an old queen, but a lot of people kind of think I'm a new queen. And yeah, because I guess once you reinvent yourself, you kind of have to 
go back and start from the beginning. And to me, I'm not all about climbing ladders. I just want to be able to enjoy drag and make friends while doing it. Right. So I guess that dives us into our topic for today. <laughs> so, um... This is just a disclaimer, this episode is definitely going to talk about some serious issues. Um, There's content warning for transphobia and homophobia and just really a lot of bigotry. Um, Right. There's just so much going on in the world right now and we need to talk about it. We do. First off, I, I, I... Well, let's start off with Morden. Um, I'm not sure if many right. people are aware that we went out to Morden, Manitoba, um, which is Peachy's hometown, home little city, I should say. Um, yeah. And uh, Morden is such an amazing town, city. It, it's such a vibrant, full of people and a lot of diversity there. Um, but we had a show out there, and uh, um, I'm not sure if anyone else was subject to it, but I ended up getting some inboxing of uh, people that had some quite choice words to call me um, because I decided to do drag and go out there and um, share my love for drag. Um, um, I'm not sure if we want to say some of the the words that I was uh, called just because there are trigger for some people and um, I don't want to cause any harm for anyone and by at the end of this we'll make sure we'll get some resources for anyone to because this is a tough subject so we'll make sure we'll reach out and get some resources out there so websites and some phone numbers if you do need to call or chat with somebody i i know they're out there so i'll talk about that but um while we go into my story here um i started getting a lot of hate through my instagram inbox and for someone that's not really used to getting hate like that um, it kind of caught me off guard and it made me really think about my drag and why I do it. And um, it reminded me right away that the reason why we do drag is, is because it's political. And I know Yellow Bell and Peachy are seeing what's going down in the States, but I hate to say it's trickling over into our own backyard. Um, I know Alberta has been having some issues with drag shows. Ontario, they've been having issues with people shutting down drag shows or protesting and stuff like that. So sadly it's here and that's why we need to talk about it. Right. Yeah. Even like a week before our own show, there was another show and I think it was in Ontario or it was another like drag queen story hour Mm -hmm. that um, had some issues with protesters and like police were called on the Queens. I think calling them you know certain things that i won't we shouldn't call anyone ever yeah i think it's always been a problem though it always has but we're taking a step back that's the problem right it's a new age and this stuff shouldn't be as frowned upon as it is right now i do find that uh the hate has kind of trickled over from um i guess just misunderstanding of what drag is um and that that's the thing is drag is such a diverse type of drag and just before we were starting this podcast um me and yellow bell and peachy were talking about just how all of our drags are so different and how we there would be a show for example that if we ever wanted to do something uh, do a complete switch that one day yellow will do peachy and that would give an understanding of Peachy's drag and Yellow's drag, like they're two different types of drags. And 
a lot of people think it's all about um, sexualizing. And yes, there is some queens out there that that's what they take, I guess, in their own power. Um, for example, I Jimbo. Jimbo's an amazing drag queen, and their illusion of their drag is amazing. And some people have attacked Jimbo because of their breast size and stuff like that and just what she wears but people don't understand drag is such a diverse type of art form is the best way to say it, it you're not going to get the same cookie cutter person every single time you're going to get so um and then now it's the understand and then a lot of people religion i find is the religion part to it you hear about all these stories and you see these signs and posters and they mention god and their religion and stuff like that so i think that is feeling it as well um even for queens that do like for me when right away so my drag is i'm all about body um and when i say that i don't mean that i show body that i i i mean i have curves so if you ever see me in person um i have the hourglass figure um but i like to hide it because you know i'm still not comfortable with showing that uh in my drag so there's sometimes i'll wear something that's a little shorter but as soon as uh, as soon as we found out this uh, brunch, for example, was uh, all ages, right away, the first thing that came to mind was, okay, what can I wear that will make it the most appropriate for all ages, as well as that I don't have to worry about anything being shown type of thing. And that's exactly how most of these artists go about it. They think about, okay, what the venue is, what they have to do, and they go from that and they cater to that and we are professionals it's just like if you're gonna hire somebody to come to your birthday and do elsa or dress up and do spider-man or whatnot like they, they are te te technically just drag you're dressing up uh, you, as rupaul says right guys like you're all naked we're all sorry we're all born naked and the rest is drag and it's so true because what we put on is our own style of drag Drag has been around forever. Like, think about Bugs Bunny. Like, I'm only 32. I kind of give away my age. I don't care. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I remember Bugs Bunny dressing up. I remember Miss Doubtfire. I remember half these cartoons. I remember I've been rewatching Futurama, and I highly recommend it, everybody. Uh, because the, there's a lot of gender bending in there, too. Like, Bender. <laughs> oh, I've this whole character. Like, is, it, it, oh, I love it. But people don't realize drag has been around. So if we're now trying, it's because they're trying to attack. They think as we're a weak community, right? Um, we're we're not. Oh my goodness! Like we are one of the most feistiest, strongest communities. Not only that, we have some of the best allies out there that will stand up and do that. For example, like Booty, my drag daughter, is uh, one of my biggest allies and supporters. She's an ally. She has kids, and one of her child children was out there. Um, and this is something that she started getting a little bit upset with because they were attacking her daughter that was there in pictures with us and uh, I'm her uncle. Um, so, of course, right away, I, was, uh, I got a little defensive, but I knew right away, you can't talk to these people. They are so close-minded that no matter what you do, you're just going to be talking in circles with them. So that's why i always say you take your energy and you focus it on the greater things um and that means by going out and support local drag um encouraging events into your city or your local towns and not only that just being advocates for 
our own community or drag community especially because as they say right now drag is under attack and it, it is 100 percent. oh one thing that just like really bothered me with the whole drag show out here was the fact that people were so quick to throw around the word groomer and pedophile like it's nothing but in reality it's something that can tear a drag queen down without like without hesitation because that is such a strong allegation towards a drag queen when in reality that's not our intent whatsoever absolutely and that word pedophile for me was probably one of the most triggering words that they were calling me um, and then I'm even hearing, because I'm not sure um, many people always think gay men. That's the first thing. When they think of a gay man, um, even 10 years ago, first thing they thought about, oh, they like they like boys. Right. They like boys. I'm like, yeah, I like men, <laughs> like not boys. Like, I don't like little kids. Like, right. that's not who I am. And uh, But right away when I think about that, why do they think men like are like boys or whatever look at the churches look mm -hmm. at all the assault that have happened um but when it comes to um uh like pedophile that word even is more triggering because uh you don't realize who you're saying it to and so that right. person that you're saying it to may actually have been a victim um mm -hmm. of sexual assault or sexual abuse or um, all of the above so it is probably one of the most triggering things to say to somebody because they don't really know <laughs> and um, yeah, so if, even for me, it brought back some memories and things that I didn't even really want to think about again. But right. at the same time, I kind of I'm glad because one of my therapists said, you know, it, it, you it brought back stuff that you didn't even think that you you just thought you dealt with. And right. Yeah, so I just wanted to put that out there. Like, you got to be careful who you what you say to these people, and if it is out of anger right away, you know, take a breath, take a second to. That or don't send it at all. As my dad always right. said, uh, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, like, we're not just pretty and painted and wigged. It's like, there's there's a person behind everything, right? Under all the padding and dresses and makeup, the inch-thick makeup, it's there's a real person behind there with real feelings and a beating heart and saying stuff like that can definitely hurt a lot more than you think it would. Cause I feel like a lot of people who see drag Queens don't think before they speak, they just kind of say it without thinking. And we have feelings. <laughs> yeah, that is so true. Especially at the bar. Oh my goodness. Some of the things that the, the queens will say to me. Or I call them queens because everyone is a queen in my eye. Uh, but some of the people that come up to me and things they say, they're like, oh, do you do your own makeup? Like, is that your hair? Like, is that your own hair? Like, like it, it just uh, one person asked me where my genitalia was. I was like, okay, oh. first off, you have no right to ask me that. Second right. off, I'm like, no. <laughs> like, yeah. And, and I mean, that's that's it's interesting though like how what people will say and then again it's maybe it's because the awe of drag and they they have so many questions and they don't know how to handle it right um, especially if you're a, a social media person that has only seen a drag queen on social media or even seen a drag queen 
only at pride they don't realize like you said that we're a person deep down like when people find out what i do for a living they're like oh my god and you do drag too they're like how do you find the time first off but um, right but they don't realize like you said you know deep down you don't know who that person is like and some of us don't even know what we look like out of drag like it's so surprising like i went to go see one of my drag queen friends harper and she didn't even realize she didn't even recognize it was me she's like who's that person standing at my door right <laughs> I'm like, it's yeah. I'm like oh like people don't realize there is a human under us yeah exactly say an inch thick mine's about two and a half inches thick right <laughs> I, I need to hide the craters and everything you know the craters age, yeah age is coming up to me guys and i can <laughs> see it well the joke is that the drag queens are the reason why the purple glue sticks have stayed in business absolutely <laughs> and i think that's probably true when back yeah, i'm like yeah, i three packs four oh packs when back to school season happens at like walmart or staples i go ham six pack oh my in my basket. that is a smart idea i am writing that down <laughs> like that is such a smart idea because right. you know school time i i think i'm done graduated i've already done my time maybe i'll go back maybe um but uh, i've always said that i miss going school sh supply shopping because you know the first thing that smell of the new binders the zip binders and um pencils and pencil crayons and stuff like that like oh that would be so much uh, so I, i'm gonna do that now you yeah. just made me right. think of school supplies. Sometimes, Nostalgia. Sometimes they'll have, like, the packs of, like, seven or eight of those big glue sticks, and I'll just, like, grab, like, three of them. Do you get the purple ones, or you just use the clear ones? I get the purple ones. Yeah, see, I like the purple ones, because uh, you can, it, you know when they're dry in that sense, and they just, for some reason, the formula works better. Yeah, I don't right. know what's in it. I just, yeah, it works a lot better. I think it's just like the transparency of it is just kind of like a, it's a nice thing to have. Yeah. <laughs> and well, I mean, you want something that's going to stay good, especially if you sweat a lot and right. when you wear a lot of tights and uh, corsets and stuff like that, it adds a lot of work. Yeah. And that's why I like a lot of people discredit, uh, don't think our drag is art. When you realize the amount of work, some people just think it's, we're just putting on a, a few hours or a few like things of makeup. They don't realize the step-by-step step. like I, I i haven't even counted how many steps it takes to do drag like for me personally like i'm just so naturally just do it on my own and right but like all the way from the brows to sh even from shaving like oh my goodness <laughs> try right, to shave yeah. and get that part started and it's it, it, i think it's just because what they see on tv they get rushed so quickly and yeah um you don't really see how much work and that's why when i was surprised people were like one hour two hours when we asked the question how long do you think it takes for us to get ready um four to five hours is generally a good i right, say gives yeah. me a, a comfortable a comfortable working space but yeah um i think now i think we should move on to a um a bigger topic i think we should move on to the bills that have been passed in certain states um and just kind of like express our opinions on that well first off when you hear about what tennessee has done that's kind of insane and uh, it i'm not sure if people have seen that john stewart interview where he basically said okay you're gonna ban drag how many people have been convicted um or known to hurt children in drag right none compared None. to the how many victims of gun violence 
And it, it's so sad that they have to make that comparison because the families that have to live through that again and break right. that up again. I think it's, it, it's wild. just a process. Um, yeah, but I do think it's um, it's wild that they have um, the audacity to ban drag, but there are still gun laws that need to be taken care of because uh, you're saying how drag queens are hurting kids, but what about churches and <laughs> absolutely right and the school shootings. And you're saying how we're the ones hurting the children when in reality you're completely blindsided by everything else that's happening. It's just because we're a minority and they think that we can they can take us out so much easier. Right. When you think about I honestly don't Oh sorry, go ahead, yellow. <laughs> when you think about like how many ki- like with how many school shootings happen in the States alone, like you would think Like, a child's worst nightmare is going to school and possibly... Not feeling safe. Right? And not feeling safe. And you're focusing on a bunch of grown adults in wigs and dresses because that will protect our children and not, you know, the literal weapons that are allowed in your country to just happen to be, you know, so close to children. Um, is, is not, I, I have a feeling they're, they're trying to use drag as, as a forefront, um, uh, because drag has always been known as, of uh, drag queens have always, and kings have always been known as the soldiers of the LGBT community, because right. we're the ones that will be political. Look at the reason drag was started, was uh, Martha P. Wash. <laughs> Like, the reason why we started drag was because of a trans woman. And I honestly believe this this agenda, being from a cis man, um, it seems like if they have a trans agenda in this where they're trying to hide, they're trying to... Dist- they're basically trying to get rid of trans people's the trans visibility that we have now because it's scaring the next generation's right. upbringing compared to these baby boomers or... And all that, and it, that's where I think, and that's where, as a community, we need to stand up. Every single alphabet in our acronym needs to stand up and protect our trans friends right now because they are honestly under attack, and they're liking to use us as drag queens, but they don't realize is that we're a strong group of people that we we will fight tooth and nail. Right. <laughs> and the one thing too is you hear they're being banned in public. Uh, drag is being banned. It's not being banned completely. It's just being banned from uh, to ch- they're being labeled as adults uh, entertainers. So like strippers, um, go-go dancers are considered adult entertainment. So they would have to be in a venue that can't be around kids. So thinking about Pride, what's the first thing you see at Pride? Other drag than queens. the colors and that. Drag queens, drag kings, drag performers, everything under the beautiful rainbow. They're trying to hide that now. So when you go to Pride, the only thing you're going to see is, well, actually, they would be able to enforce that because if a man goes to Pride and they're wearing just a little bit of makeup, oh, that's considered drag or, like... Because if they don't know what drag is in the first place, how are they going to be able to enforce it? (laughs) If you know what I mean. And also, like, what, what defines drag? Drag is such, like, a broad, like, term. It's a broad term. It's I do want to just bring something up really quickly, if you don't mind, Absolutely. if you're good. Okay. Um, 
so I just was looking up how many mass shootings there was in this year alone. Um, May 23. Yeah, and I calculated everything up. There has been 112 mass shootings in three months. One <laughs> or two or three happening almost every single day in different states of the United. And I know Tennessee reverted some of their gun laws too yeah. uh, recently. Um, it, yeah. And that's why people need to encourage people to vote. I am, um, I've been voting every single time ever since I turned 18. That was probably one of my favorite things because I hated Stephen Harper as much. I still remember going through the high school and hating Stephen Harper. Right. <laughs> um, again, as a conservative, so maybe maybe I, I, I was raised right. My dad is conservative, so you know it's like yeah. I hope I don't <laughs> But I, I, at the same time, like it, 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 you you understand from a, a point of view of like a, like where they want to protect children, but they're not going about it correctly, and it's only attack on performance on tra our trans community, our. Mm -hmm non-binary folks like the detransitioning bills i have recently found out um about the bill about trying to what was it the um if you were to go get medical care for your child the government can overturn the doctor's recommendations or treatment for your trans child let's say if you want if if you're going for treatment um or seeing a doctor they can trans they can deal can override that and I think that's absolutely horrible. Like it's your child, your decision in that sense of right. like their care. Like that that's it's a fine line because then the big oh that's my choice, then don't bring a kid to a drag show. I'm like there you are, you have a choice. Exactly. <laughs> it's not it's not like we're going to your front door like Christmas actually we no, sorry, I just had an idea just to lighten the mood. <laughs> Let's go drag Christmas caroling. Oh that would be so much fun. Absolutely. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> anyway, I just, we just needed to lighten the mood. So there you are. <laughs> right. So Lily has never, which is my, my niece, the one that came with us to Morden. She's never seen me in drag. And she's always so jealous that mom gets to come out with uncle and <laughs> we get to go and do drag and dress up. So this right. is her first time wearing a dress and doing her own makeup and getting her hair done. She wanted to do that because she's never seen me in drag. And she... Well, she absolutely loved it. She, we told her she wanted to go sit down at a table, go right ahead, but she she enjoyed it. So, yeah, like it's it, it children love drag because not only that, it brings the the whole princess fantasy. So look when you see the, when they see Elsa and that, but they see the drag queen because we take time and effort into our looks and um, right. the dresses and stuff like that. Like they're very intricate or. Um, you know, it, it's appealing to children because they're like, oh, I, that's what I want, you know? Right, Someone said yeah. I looked like one of their Barbie dolls I had. they had at home. We need to fight. And mm -hmm. I, I don't, as a community, we, we should never stop fighting. I find, like, we when uh, we had the huge movement of the Black Lives Matter, uh, that as a community, we came together and we, we stood behind them um, and beside them and said, you know what, we will be there. And just as we have always been with our trans friends and families and anywhere else yeah. in the world, we always will stand up. And, um, there's also, I'm not sure if anyone has known, but there's a petition going around just to, to uh, grant asylum to any trans or non-binary folk that are, uh, that are, um, feature or that are, uh, what is it called? I'm sorry. Um, that are dealing with, um, 
issues in their own country. So meaning like in the U.S., some of the states or the, the bills that they pass where they feel unsafe, they can get asylum here in Canada. Um, right. So there's a petition, which I signed and I shared. Um, but that's something that we can do. It may be thinking it was a signature, but it's if enough people get enough on there, it will make them realize we need to do something now. Yeah. And kind of going back to like what you said about creating a space, that was like one of the biggest reasons that I wanted to have a drag show out here, that and how much fun it would be because people need safe spaces, especially in places like this. It really, um, it really shows like the amount of people that showed up and were just outside and stood there for hours just to show that they were an allied human. They were an allied group within Morden that people could kind of just like trust in that sense. And I don't want people to be like scared to be who they are in this town because it's just so stressful because I knew while I was in like middle school and a little bit of high school there, I didn't want to be who I was because I thought it was wrong because I grew up learning Christianity and knowing that I was gay was just like something so scary to me because I was like, what's going to happen? Because I didn't have a lot of people that I knew supported it. So I was kind of just living in fear for the first few years that I was out. Yeah. And I'm in the same boat too. Like I didn't come out until I was 18 years old only because I grew up in the church and I was praying every single day I'd be fixed um anytime i would have thoughts i would literally beat myself up and be like you know that's so wrong and like right. like and, and so like it, it gets instilled to it so when you do finally come out like you said you were scared for the first couple of years because not only that you're you you the a foundation and belief that you grew up in as kind of not shattered but it, it you don't feel the fit in it because they don't accept you and i mean the united church is fantastic and shout out to the united church across canada they are known to be an affirming church they uh, perform gay marriages they have been a big ally to the gay community from day one um so it's amazing to have that space and uh it's it, i say when you're creating a space out there you did in a great work and um i can't wait for pride because that oh, to me is probably going to be one of the most amazing things and uh, i always said i want to get out there and even if i'm not performing i want to get out there because people need to enjoy and be able to see drag and um like it's i, I I'm, I'm so excited to see right, how that too. turns out because not every because I'm not sure people are aware. Are the shows sold out within minute or within hours? Like it, they had to yeah. find a bigger location, and I bet you if they got a bigger location than the one they had currently, it would have sold out even faster. Exactly. Um, I was gonna say you guys don't know who was in your own backyard either. Um, the, right. At the show, I recognized someone right at the back, and I recognized them instantly because they are a well-known drag queen. Someone who actually who came before me in drag. Um, her name is Jasmine Hormone. Um, and she is a well-known drag queen within the city. She was a part of the royal court here in um, in Manitoba, and I believe she was had, had a lot of titles in that. And she lives out in Morden, and she was oh, at yeah. the show. And I recognized them, and right away went up to them, and I said, "Hey, yeah, like it's great to see you." And um, they sent me a message on Facebook later saying, "Thank you for like acknowledging me. Like it feels good to be recognized." And you don't realize you have people out in your own backyard that are are 
that may even identify as you. Um, so we're going to try. I'm going to be bugging them a lot during Pride to see if I can get them out. But Jasmine is a legend. And I know you guys called me a legend, but I appreciate that. But she's what we call a legend. If it wasn't for her drag, her group of drag, and some of the other queens like Anita Stallion, Joan Costalossa, mm -hmm. um, and there's a lot, uh, Jennifer Coates. Um, Oh, Brianna Burlesque, and she's still around today. Brianna Burlesque has been um, an amazing pinnacle for this community. And um, if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't have the community that we have today to perform. And especially in Winnipeg, we our our drag scene wouldn't be here without them. So right. um, can't thank them enough. Like there's so many names I'm forgetting, um, but <laughs> we we have an amazing community, and that's why we got to spread. We got to spread what we can and. Because, you know, they should have a resource to go to. And, but, and then that's the other thing, too. I'm so surprised. I, I When I found out how many of the people that, that followed me on Insta that are younger, that are in high school and that like, are under 17, and uh, it, it's amazing to see how resilient our next generation is coming and how f like fierce they're going to be and how so fast they're willing to advocate for someone else. Um, right. So, I, I, and hey, Peachy, you're one of them, honestly. Like, <laughs> If I if I was friends with you in high school, I probably would have had an amazing high school experience. So, like, oh, you, thank you. Anyone who's your friend, they're they're so lucky. So, oh, thank you. And speaking of school, how is school for you out there? Like, speaking of uh, Morgan, like, how is school being? Like, do you feel welcome? Do you feel safe in your own school? There are a lot of aspects to my school. Um, middle school was very different for me. Um, kind of just like I that's around when I came out and when I started figuring out who I was um and I didn't want to come off gay because like I said I was raised in like Christianity and I was like this is wrong I shouldn't be doing this um so I tried to like closet myself <laughs> and um I think one of the most uncomfortable situations I had ever been in in high school was asking who my crush was because I didn't have a crush on a girl. And I couldn't say that because I didn't know how these kids were going to react. Because they're very based on their parents' opinions and everything. Because that's who they look up to, right? They go off their parents' opinions. And if their parents don't like um, agree with it, then they're immediately going to say, ew, right? Like, it's not something that they believe in. And then going into high school, it was just kind of like, hey, fuck it. I'm who I am. That's after coming out to my parents and the rest of my family and they accepted me with open arms thank god um and i love them very much for that they have been my biggest supporters and i know they can hear me talking about them so whatever um but well, speaking yeah. of your family you have probably one of the most amazing family the show was packed with your family yeah, and friends was. as well and yeah. just the amount of support that i got from all your friends and then the drag bill um uh just uh your dad decided to drag up some of the bills so he went the yes. chicken, so he decided to draw uh, on one, of, I don't even know his name. We need to change it to like a, a drag, but right. um, I, I, yeah, it was one of the most amazing things I got. I was like, okay, this is this is what this is exactly what drag is. You know, we're right. all born naked, and what you decide to put on it is drag. And right. I haven't spent yeah. it yet. And yeah, so so you're just, just throwing that it. out there. You have some of the yeah. most amazing family, and Thank honestly, the, the, if you have support from your family, you are set for success. And exactly. It, 
your mom oh my god like we're gonna call her mama p mama, mama p. p yes absolutely <laughs> yeah like mama p right thank you thank you yeah she loved you guys she loved being there she loved just kind of like supporting everybody me or she loved supporting everybody along with my aunts they were both so just and so your dad was your genie i love that right uh, he was so funny they performed genie genie in the bottle and you know we needed a genie and, and her dad was His was, was very <laughs> exactly you know made him feel like he was a up. part of the show yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> what about you yellow how was school for you um it was honestly it wasn't great <laughs> like um growing up i feel like everyone knew i was gay but like didn't like want to acknowledge it and i mm-hmm. i never came out in school like when i came out that was um grade 12 and i was like it was covid so like i wasn't like actually in school and like um i don't know like the way it was received in my school wasn't great like we had a couple other kids that were openly gay and like they were very much like their own like click when i did i noticed like immediately like how many people just like would not like associate with me anymore like Yikes. like they would like it would go from like i would i used to have like i know followers aren't important but like i used mm. to have like a lot of people from my class in my year following me until that point then it like dropped like significantly like i think at the time i had like maybe 200 followers like it's not a lot but like it it dropped for, for like a whole hundred. Oh my god like and like it's a lot of stuff that happens like behind your back at my school is what i noticed like people wouldn't say things directly to your face but they would say things and you would like overhear things yeah. about like <laughs> i you... call that high school mentality yeah the drama and, like, um, it was, like, school, honestly, like, now, like, I'm now I'm at a point where, like, I don't care. Like, I don't, these people, like, obviously don't care about me, so why should I care about them? But, um, I, I don't know. Hey, like, as RuPaul says, don't pay them bitches no mind unless they're paying, or, the, I, or I pay these bitches no mind unless they're paying my bills. Um, right. But, like when it came to like family and stuff i feel like that's where it like hurt the most because um this is gonna get kind of deep but like my family Mm. still doesn't accept me like at all and like um still like pressure me to have like a girlfriend and like tell me like when am i gonna stop this like it's just like a phase and like I don't know. I was telling Peachy about this, but like, um, like seeing how their family is with them, like, really, like going back home was like something I was dreading that whole weekend because, like, that's not something I get when I come home. Yeah. And like, my sh- mother is going no to listen to this. Like and like, I'm, I'm gonna tell you that now. Sure. Like, for example, my dad will drive me to my shows and stuff, but like, it's almost like they don't acknowledge me, like when I'm presenting in drag or if i'm like doing something that's outside of what they're comfortable with 
it's almost like we don't talk about it you do it but it's gonna like they expect it to like end like they expect me to be done with it and like never like go back to it like i always say we we seek that validation from our parents whether it's uh, anything artistic like i remember when we'd bring home a picture and they would slap it on the fridge because they were so proud of you um i find it's it's the validation that a lot of people want from especially from their parents and just being acknowledged that your art is that they love you and appreciate you and it breaks my heart to hear that like um like i i had some i had a rough upbringing in that sense but i still love my parents and because i came out later and i kind of moved out at that time but my parents were all still always still loving my mom was always still so loving but to hear that you have that experience especially when you were out there for the weekend like it it, it breaks my heart because no one should ever have to feel like they had to go home because that to me that isn't home like when you feel uncomfortable home is supposed to be where you feel safe yeah it's like like i said we have a spare room here <laughs> you could walk over if you wanted because like i still love my parents and like right i still have like good memories with my parents and like not they're not bad all the time it's just like it's hard to like separate like the good and the bad when there's so much bad like you yeah it's just like it's hard to see, like acknowledge there's bad going on like when you're supposed to be like well i love my parents and these they're supposed to love me but like why are they treating me this way right mm-hmm. and it's, it's just yeah. it's just i don't know like my, both my parents are very religious and, like, over the course of, like, me growing up, they've kind of, like, learned to be more, like, like less strictly, like, following the Bible and etc. But, um, they still, like, have a very, I want to say, like, old school mentality towards everything. Not just, like, sexuality and gender, but also, like, when it comes to things like race and, um, like stuff like that it's just there's still in that generation i find yeah they're yeah like i know a few people that are stuck in that generation where they, they they're somewhat accepting but they're still very touchy on what they accept and it's even like small things like um earlier this year like when i got my ears pierced it was like that's not something that like people like because my parents still they still you know dead name me and use my um assigned gender at birth and don't really like acknowledge that but um they were like oh well guys don't get their ears pierced and like that's a weird thing like people are gonna think you're this and it's like it's like it's literally just a piece of jewelry in my ear (laughs) yeah i remember when i was younger i got my ears pierced and i remember the first thing my dad said to me is like oh everyone's gonna think you're gay because only straight men only got one ears pierced. So look, if you look at NSYNC or um, the Backstreet Boys at that era, any time of those 90s child, only one ear was pierced. And if you got the second ear pierced, that was your sign that being gay, that you're gay. Um, so, and, you know, I still got them. I didn't care. Um, it helped me now when I do drag so I can wear earrings perfectly. Um, but I got my eyebrow pierced and my dad did the same thing. He's like, are you trying to be gay? And I remember having to, to work uh, at, like... Um, at the carnival uh, wonder shows and 
um, he told me I had to take it out because, um, yeah, he didn't like it because I looked gay. And I'm like, okay, so of course I, I took it out and I was able to get it back in, thankfully. But, you know, like, it's it, it's, it, it's that old mentality type. Like, my even my grandma was that sense. Like, she was very understanding and loved me for who I was. But um, she was still very in the mindset. Like, um, she grew up in the area of the AIDS pandemic so anytime i would call her she's like are you getting tested but like literally i'll be our first thing she would say and it was all out of love and i appreciated her and loved her so much um but uh, it's just that men that age you grew up in and it's it's just like habit you're so used to thinking a certain way and um especially if you're religious you're supposed to depending on the religion and what type of like era or not era what type of area rather you go into so catholics they don't if you do anything to your body, whether it's like tattoos or any kind of body modification, they look at that bad because you're supposed to be a temple of God. You're supposed to be perfect, blah, blah, blah. And right. yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm ready to get a tattoo. <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> um, Turn her I down. Know. You know. Yeah. I know with my, uh, my grandma, she was, uh, she was definitely one of the most biggest influences for my religious kind of side of my life. Um, she would take me to church every Sunday and that's kind of where I got my mentality that, oh, gay's bad. I can't be, I can't be doing that. Um, Adam but, and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Right, exactly. And I talked, I like came out to my grandma at one point in my life and she said she'll forever love me, but she doesn't agree with or she's sad because she knows that I'm going to hell. Um, and that really didn't make me feel great because that's coming from my grandma. And second, it just kind of like made me feel ill when she said that because it was like, why would my grandma say that to me? She, I know she loves me, but why would she say that I'm going to hell, right? Because oh, it was not a good feeling. I didn't have a good day. And as a that. Christian, that's right. a bad thing. Like that exactly. is like you're not even supposed to be able to say that word. Just I remember they like say H E double hockey sticks. Right. <laughs> that um, was a bad word. Yeah, but she, over the years, learned how to um, accept me for who I was because she knew that I wasn't going to change. She was. I showed her how adamant I was with it, and not too long ago she passed away. Rest in peace. But um, I know that she. Is hopefully looking down on me and proud of what I've done because I've uh, come a long way from where I had been six months ago. <laughs> I say anyone that passes away always is still around and cheering you on. They, they, they do it in the most subtle ways, and yeah, like it all depends what you believe in. But I believe that you know we all have a spirit, and if you do good in this world, you have good things that come to you and. And that's where I say drag is all about love and acceptance. Um, uh, uh, like I always think about RuPaul, um, and I think right away a lot of the sayings he says, like everyone say love. How can you love yourself if you don't? Or how how can you love someone else if you can't love yourself? Um, and being able to broadcast what we are as drag queens, it's it 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 takes a lot of confidence, and every time. And these are the things that I keep hearing, especially since I started doing drag recently again. 
Um, and is that your, it takes a lot of confidence, effort, time. Someone said, this is like a full-time job for you. Um, it, essentially, like it takes about eight hours. So about four hours to get ready, four hours at the bar or event, what you're doing, depending on your day. Right. Um, but it, 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 it takes a lot to that. And for someone to acknowledge it, it means a lot. And we always seek validation and when people when i go see somebody and i say they look good i honestly mean they say look, they look good i'm not that person <laughs> like if i say if you look bad i'll tell you i'm just kidding no <laughs> but you know i genuinely <laughs> go out to people and i'll let them know they look great and um because all drag is valid and and if anyone ever wants to do drag don't hesitate drag you can start anywhere um, some people say you don't have it you don't you're not doing drag if you don't glue down your eyebrows if you don't wear nails if you don't tuck you do what you want honey you can do whatever you want and um express yourself the way you want it and look at where it'll get you you you'll be headlining shows like yellow belt and miss peachy keen here <laughs> i still remember when i called you peaches i was like i don't i love that though um, Maybe I was I, hungry, that's why <laughs> i made it my uh spam account name it's peaches keen so I love that. Yeah. <laughs> no, because yeah. when I hear that, when I hear peaches and cream, I think peaches and cream right away. That's, that's, that's so valid, yeah. Just, so when I hear that, that's the first thing I think of right away. But yeah, yeah you know, like it, it, drag is such an amazing thing. And so like, even though what's going on in the States, we are still one of the most resilient communities out there. We've accomplished so much as a community as a whole to now. Like, we'll be set for success. Absolutely. And I think right now, everything is temporary. And it seems so much bigger than it really is. But people are going to start finding ways to go against those bills, finding loopholes and everything. And it's just going to be so pointless at that point, because then people are going to be... I bet you there's a GoFundMe page started Absolutely. to help with legal fees of people that are going to defy Right. And how are you going to, like, how are you going to, with, like, the trans bills and everything, right? Like, how are you going to say, oh, you're trans, without actually knowing if they are? Because they can't do anything about it. They can't say, oh, yeah, you're definitely trans, because, you know, but, like, what they are they going to do? They don't give them the legal option to put it on their birth certificate. They don't have the legal oh. option to put it on their ID. So, like, how are they going to even be able to enforce that? So, if they if we walk down the street, or say someone that has long hair... Right, like, like me. Right. I have long ginger hair. Oh, right, <laughs> like, right, yeah, like, yeah, like you'd be screwed because it, it all takes up inter interpretation. Like, right. For example, I, I always I say when someone goes to the bathroom, um, for example, like if you go to the bathroom in the mall, mm -hmm. and you you don't look right away to see if that person's the right gender to be in the bathroom. Um, I one time walked right into the girl's bathroom without even realizing because I looked at the sign and I'm like, okay, I'm sure. But it just didn't phase me. And then I walked in there and the, the way that they reacted was so civil. They're like, oh my God. They're like, uh, like oh, I, they're like, I think you're in the wrong gendered bathroom. They're like, and she's the one lady. She's like, I don't care. She's like, we all pee. We all got to pee. I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> she's like, it's right. like, and I went to the other one, but like just the reaction of it, like we don't go into the bathroom right away and knock on the stall, like, hey, are you a guy or a girl? Hey, are you right. a like, no. Exactly. <laughs> so like, why should, like, how is somebody going to be able to judge walking down the street? Like, and not only that, and uh, not every person has the genitalia of 
like, like you know what I mean? Like, not every yeah, yeah. That, that is that is that has appropriate. So if they want to look at their ID or if they want to be like, oh, what's in your pants? Then like, and they may not match what what you are. Um, like, it just it pulls on a thing. So that's why right away I always say it is something to do with the trans agenda. They are trying to ruin our trans friends and family, um, our trailblazers and. Because look at how my visible trans people have become in the last year, two years, for example. Um, like Dylan Mulvaney, um, Laverne Lecox, and look at Drag Race Central, like Bosco, stuff like right. that. I think being able to live your authentic self scares people that are so taught to live in a box and um, live in, 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 in literally a, a closed-knit society in that sense where they have to give away a certain way and they won't accept anything outside of it. Right, yeah. Like, it's frustrating, but we can do better. I think that's always something that we can do, is just do better. Because there's always going to be that one person that, for some reason, is in their own bubble and doesn't want to believe that this is happening and believe that what they think is right, when in reality what they're thinking is the most negative thing that they could possibly thinking about that subject. So they need to step back, reevaluate, and realize what they're thinking isn't logical, and what they're thinking isn't going to solve their problems. Yeah, they need to realize that their ideology doesn't always match up with everyone else's and especially in our own backyard our own country we are canada we are one of the most multicultural societies in the whole entire world especially here in manitoba we have probably almost every single world culture that you can think of here um because we are so diverse we are so open and accepting so uh, let's let's keep the acceptance open let's keep that going and you know like canada has always been one to be you know peaceful but that's right. when we need our allies that's when we need our our friends our families to stand by our sides and yeah we need to share what we can we need to do what we can and keep fighting and keep going to drag shows come on you got to keep going to drag shows like they're exactly. amazing exactly so i think that's a beautiful way to kind of wrap things up. Right. Because we're reaching our time limit, but... We are. Unfortunately. But, um... I do think it's important that we keep spreading a message of love. And that we support all queer art and all queer people. And, um... I'm gonna, like... If I can, in the description for this episode, I think I'm going to put a bunch of links to resources and... Um, Absolutely, that's a beautiful idea. ...numbers and things to contact and petitions to sign and just ways for you to get involved to help everyone who is struggling right now. Right. And, like, me personally, if you guys ever need anybody that you would rather speak to, I my DMs are always open if you guys need to talk so just just so you guys know yes and mine as well um i'll put my plug in here now i am at uh, at zamara so my name is spelled z-a-m-a-r-a-h and d-e-e um so yeah so zamara so it's like samara but with a z um yeah so i am also uh, always open 
Um, I come from that old style school of drag where I'm all about the houses and families and that. So as you <laughs> see, like I'll have other families. Um, uh, so I'm always open and I'm more than willing to answer questions. If someone has questions about how to do drag and stuff like that. Um, and then also reach out to me because I am one that's going to be working towards getting new shows um, and where we're highlighting Winnipeg's and Manitoba's newest drag performers. Um, and yeah, so, you know, the scene is amazing and we always need more people. Um, every son says there's lots of queens, but sometimes we need variety, right? Um, hashtag we need more bearded queens. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, so uh, make sure you follow us on Instagram because that's probably one of the best ways to get a hold of us, uh, as well as that's where we have all our shows and that, especially with Pride season coming up, we are going to be busy bees, so... Um, yes. If you know anyone that wants to book our shows, um, you want to do it sooner than later because, you know, we, uh, outside of this, a lot of us have jobs or school um, or cast fighting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fighting air, their cast. That air is done. <laughs> <laughs> Drawing yeah, castle so. buildings. Yeah, I'm just looking at my uh, Instagram right now because I have 199 followers. So I'm literally, I'm kind of excited. 200 followers, that's that's pretty big. So that caused us for celebration, but blue pleasure. Of course. Um, I've been a fan of your guys' drag for a long time. Yellow Bell, like you are uh, as, as a staple in the community. It's we, we need more queens that are willing to do anime, that are willing to do drag that makes it interesting and your makeup is fantastic and uh, just seeing you in person again was at all and then i met you first when we did that show at fame oh, yeah. you were amazing and pt thank you for i i when i told my when i told booty how old you were she literally said what she did not believe she's like you were for your age you are extremely mature you actually care about your dragon you are just an amazing person all around. So again, thank you so much for having me. And so this is just the beginning of of our empire, as I will like to call it. Absolutely. And I say you got to turn eighteen soon. Uh, she I know. It, I'm uh, trying. Eight. I'm trying so hard. <laughs> well, <laughs> the, forward the count the clock. They'll be yeah. eight, they'll be eighteen for Pride season. Yes, absolutely. Oh, I'm excited, and that's good to know because. Uh, as soon as you turn 18 i'm booking you so <laughs> that's so yeah. exciting yeah yeah you're that's booked <laughs> thank you all right well Alrighty. i guess it's time to say goodbye <laughs> yeah so hi everyone thank you all for listening to oh Hun oh hunty <laughs> i love how to think we are every time <laughs> It's fine. It's your signature. Good. Like, it's our signature. That's really the reason why I subscribe, guys. See that. Like, right. <laughs> twice in one show. It's, it's amazing. Beautiful. I so, love you guys so much. Thank you again. Yeah, of, course. of course. All right. So let's wrap this boy up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Bye, everybody. We love you. Bye. Bye.